Good afternoon. I'm Rachel Cassandra, and welcome to Midday Magazine for Wednesday, February 15th. Longtime Sitka teacher Rebecca Himshoot recently became a freshman in the Alaska legislature as the District 2 House Representative. District 2 includes Petersburg, Sitka, Yakutat, Craig, Huna, Cake, and much of Southeast Alaska. Himshoot is an independent and replaced Representative Jonathan Christ Tompkins, who held the position for 10 years as a Democrat. Himshoot visited Petersburg last week and held office hours to hear from residents. She spoke with KFSK about top issues in fishing, the ferry service, and education. I was on two standing committees to begin with. One is education, and we can talk about that, and one is community and regional affairs. And then I got added last week to the fisheries committee. I had already co-sponsored three things from Louise Stutes that the Petersburg vessel owners had talked about important things that we need to try to get done. So Louise brought three bills forward and I co-sponsored those right away. And those have to do with allowing someone on the board of fish and I suppose also the board of game to be able to provide input as a board member, even if they can't vote due to a conflict. The derelict vessel thing, I think we can all get behind not having derelict vessel cleanup fall on municipalities. The third one is development of new fisheries through local associations. Even before I was on fisheries, you know, the situation with the trollers and the Wild Fish Conservancy lawsuit is, you know, this is an $85 million industry in southeast Alaska. It touches every community. For folks who are interested in equity, anyone can get into trolling. It's a low-barrier fishery. I don't like to take on the science and say the science is wrong. I want to trust the science and figure out how to work with it. So I'm not pushing back on science. I'm pushing back on an absence of science in this case. So there are things happening in fisheries, and we all know it in the trawl fishery, that are unacceptable. You know, the amount of bycatch is is not great. And there's always room for improvement. But the trollers, you know, they're a pretty clean fleet. I'm on the standing committee for education in the House. I think what people in the state are really looking at is the bigger conversation around base student allocation and the funding of schools. The BSA is intended to be used to educate kids. You know, energy costs do come out of that. Health insurance comes out of that. But transportation is a separate fund. And it also hasn't been increased. So districts have been dipping into money intended for the classroom to pay for busing or um, using money that's intended for students and learning is being used to heat buildings. If we do a $1,000 BSA increase, all that does is stop the bleed. All that does is stop districts from continuing to cut. What that won't do is it won't pay for the Alaska Reads Act, which passed last year. The Reads Act, I think, has the potential to do some really powerful, positive work in the state, but it does place mandates on districts, and it didn't come with a meaningful increase in funding. There's about $30 per student. The Reads Act was modeled on what's been successful in other states, so Mississippi's had quite a bit of success, but Mississippi also worked on it for like an eight-year stretch with funding increases every year. I don't think any district is saying that there's not a problem, and I don't think any district is saying they don't want to do what the Reads Act is asking, but they can't do it under the conditions we're providing right now. There's a budget crunch because of the Reads Act, but there's also a really big scheduling crunch. We know that kids need downtime. They need playtime. What are you going to take a child out of? What are they going to miss in order to receive the extra instruction? Kids who read by third grade are more likely to succeed later in life And succeed isn't necessarily going to college. People often think that schools think of success as only 
sending kids to college. That's not at all success. Success is having choices later in life, choices about your career, choices about where you live, choices about how you spend your time. And I think it's important to do expectation management. Even if we fully fund it, we're not going to see those scores turn around overnight. And it's especially important to realize Alaska has an incredible number, and it's a powerful and positive number of kids who are working on learning their heritage language who come from homes, when we talk about English language learners, 50% or more of English language learners were born in this country. And that includes Native Alaskans from across the state. The schools here are really worried about how much school kids are missing. And some of that is just vacation time. I have a lot of fellow educators who would hate to hear me say it, but I think it's worth really examining our school calendars And that's a local decision, and I think that's something that's really important in education in general in our state, is that we try to keep as many decisions as possible at the local level. You had office hours yesterday. Anything that came up? Quite a bit of conversation around the ferries, and it looks like it's going to be a while until the ferries are happening the way they used to. I was hoping that by 2024 we would have some improved ferry service. looks like it's going to be a longer horizon than that, more like 2025. Folks need to stick with it, continue to be vigilant, continue to give input. That feels like a big ask in Petersburg. Well, we have jet service in Petersburg. I'm talking about places like Cake and Angoon and Tenneke. It's a lot to ask, but at the same time, at least we're not still screaming into this long tunnel with no light at the end. There is some light at the end of the tunnel now for the first time in a long time. I'm wondering how you see your background in education playing into your work in the legislature. The role of the legislature, the role of government, is to make sure people have what they need to live the best life they can. And that's also the role of a teacher in a classroom. So this work isn't that different. That was District 2 House Representative Independent Rebecca Hemshute talking with KFSK. Preschoolers, parents, and advocates delivered Valentine's Day cards to Alaska State legislators Monday. As Katie Anastas reports from Juno, they ask lawmakers to have a heart for kids as they make budget decisions this session. Nikki Love pulls a red wagon full of Valentine's Day cards through the front doors of the Capitol building. She is the community engagement coordinator for the Association for the Education of Young Children. We um, have an over 20-year tradition of bringing Valentines to our state lawmakers. Um, We make personal visits to as many as we can in their offices and then greet them on their way into the committee room and ask them to please remember and prioritize children when they're making policy. Love says prioritizing kids feels especially urgent this year. As school districts across the state call for more education funding, and child care workers in Juneau push for higher wages. We have to make it these jobs worthwhile to people because it is critical that they're highly educated um, since they're caring for our next generation. The cards featured photos of the kids at school with construction paper hearts and handwritten signatures. The group walked into legislators' offices to drop them off. Wonderful. Thank you so much. For five-and-a-half-year-old Avon McHenry, the cards were also a chance to practice cursive. I love cursive. It's pretty fun because I get to write in different shapes of the letters. Her mom, Sadie McHenry, hadn't been to the Capitol since high school. She says even if these kids are too young to understand the importance of school funding, visiting the Capitol is valuable. 
I think it's really important that kids understand how the government works from an early age so that way they can better use their voices. Governor Mike Dunleavy wasn't available, but they dropped the biggest card in the wagon off at his office. It included a collage of photos of the students and was signed by each one of them. Inside was a request to increase the state's per-student funding, also known as the base student allocation, by at least $1,000. Fairbanks Senator Scott Kawasaki says the kids made a strong impression. Just seeing their bright eyes at 10 in the morning is, is, a, real, is a real treat. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about early education, funding K-12, through all the way up to the university, and it's a big deal that they're here today. The group stopped by Sitka Senator Bert Stedman's office on their way to the House floor. Thanks for coming by. We've got to go to the floor. The kids handed out the rest of their cards as representatives walked in, insisting that Soldatna Representative Justin Refridge take an extra. Well, I don't want to keep all your nice valentines. <laughs> Parents and teachers hope the visit puts a face to the policy decisions lawmakers are considering this year. I'm Katie Anastas. The Sitka Tribe of Alaska is concerned that a proposed extension of the Sitka Seawalk will destroy one of the few remaining cultural sites on the town's waterfront. The tribe and the Sitka Assembly conferred on this and other matters during their semi-annual government-to-government meeting on Monday. Robert Woolsey reports from Sitka. The Sitka Seawalk currently runs from Sitka National Historical Park to the Sitka Public Library. It's a waterfront enhancement funded largely through the local share of the head tax on cruise passengers levied by the state. A proposed extension of the Seawalk would create a new path around the outside of the O'Connell Bridge, essentially the last sliver of undeveloped waterfront in downtown Sitka. State planners noted that rock fill for the proposed route would impact a bed of eelgrass in the area, considered essential fish habitat for herring. And there was also something else, as Jeff Feldpausch, the tribe's natural resources director, explained. They did find a man-made rock wall um, that extends off that point just from the the base of the bridge, uh, kind of back towards the street or the road. Um, I think... Uh, the state had gone back through and did some additional testing. We were concerned that that rock wall was probably part of a, uh, a clam garden. A clam garden is created by terracing a beach in an intertidal area with walls made from large stones. It's a form of mariculture used by the indigenous peoples of the Pacific Northwest for millennia. Tribal Council member Fred Olson Jr. noted the irony in that some places in Southeast were trying to enhance their waterfronts with recreations of nature or history, like the whale sculpture in Juneau. But Sitka had the real thing and was putting it at risk. Instead of inventing something for tourists to look at, you have actual history to look at and just don't pave over it, you know. Sitka's waterfront has been substantially modified and filled in over the years. Early in the last century, waves used to lap at the base of Castle Hill and at the back of the stores along Lincoln Street. Now, most of the area from Crescent Harbor to Eliason Harbor has been filled in for streets and public buildings like Harrigan Centennial Hall and the library. While the Seawalk doesn't seem like a very big project relative to the overall development of Sitka's waterfront, some tribal council members nevertheless felt very protective 
about what little of the natural environment remains. Councilmember Martha Moses suggested that the construction of the seawalk has already come with a cultural cost. When the seawalk was being developed at the Totem Park and there was that little hill right there that had the, the huckleberries and the blueberries, and when you had your elder go with you, you had a little trail that you could take your elder and they can go pick their own bucket, but that's already blasted through and there's a walkway through there and, and that very bush is gone. So if you make these developments, they're gone forever and our tradition is gone forever. Moses' view was echoed by fellow council member Rachel Moreno, who said she worked in summer on cruise ships and interacted with passengers who were really interested to take in Sitka's history without creating harm. They want to know that they're not having a negative impact where they visit. And if we just are so worried about creating a place for them to walk without taking into consideration these historic sites and and things that, that we grew up seeing, and gosh, we don't see them anymore. All us kids used to go up Blueberry Hill to pick berries, and that was a safe place to go. You know, we didn't have to worry about bears or anything, and so that because of development is gone. That's a childhood memory. And I would hate to see one of the last parts of the downtown Sitka that's natural right now be destroyed. Scoping meetings were held in Sitka last fall on the Seawalk extension, and a public comment period was open through the end of the year. The state expects to have a 75% plan ready for public review by this coming spring or summer, as well as another public comment period. Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis told tribal council members that he'd be adding their concerns to those he's already heard. Just being honest, I have heard a lot of negative on this seawalk. Um, so I think it is time for us to, to, to take a hard look at that project and determine if it is right for Sitka. The Sitka Tribal Council and Sitka Municipal Assembly meet twice a year for a meal and to cover a joint agenda of issues important to each body. Other major topics covered at their February meeting included collaboration on an affordable housing summit this year, including homelessness, building redundancy into the community's broadband infrastructure, and coordinating the strategic plans of the tribe and the city. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. And for KFSK, I'm Rachel Cassandra. Coming up, we have local and marine